Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, February the 11th, 2022. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about something I commonly see and hear from our athletes in-house, as well as the folks on the internet we work with all over the world, and uh, just in general with friends in passing the phrase, I'll be happy when, and you can insert anything here in terms of your physical body, your nutrition habits, your finances, your relationships, the home you live in, the cars you drive, all the goals you want to achieve. I'll be happy when I get insert whatever the goal is. And I'm going to talk about why that's not a healthy way to live your life and how you're missing being in the present by doing that and how you're, I guess, programming yourself or your brain's been programmed to only focus on this alternative future that may or may not come to fruition, which is ultimately leading you to not be happy in the present, which to me, the journey is everything. The day-to-day life and uh, the game that we play each day, that's what we should focus on. Yeah, have a goal. Having a North Star is important. But in order to get there, you have to enjoy the process. I'm a huge process person. Uh, personally, I could give a shit about most of the end goals. Now, obviously, I have them for sure. I say that you know with an asterisk by it. But if I don't focus on the day-to-day, the end game to me doesn't mean anything. So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, before I jump into that in great detail... We have our next online coaching program is uh, coming your guys' way. I believe we are kicking it off in 22 days from right now, March the 7th. That's a Monday? Yeah. March the 7th is the kickoff day. We'll close registration a couple days before. I'm going to throw this up in my Instagram bio. The link will be on there. I'll share it on my stories. It'll be on our newsletter like crazy. If you guys want to be added to the newsletter, hit me up. I'll add you. We usually send three emails a week, every week. Some weeks it's more. If I have anything uh, more knowledgeable to share and say, uh, we've been doing that for about the last 11 or 12 years. So uh, happy to throw you guys up on the list so you don't miss any of our uh, deals, discounts, challenges, and just the uh, information we put out. 99% of these messages, there's, it's just content to help you guys live a better life. 1% of the time we, uh, we sell stuff. So there it is. The site, jeremyscottfitness.com slash 30-30-challenge. Uh, this, again, if you want a podcast discount code, happy to share it with you guys. Now, the 30 for 30 challenge requires 30 days, obviously, and you're going to work out for just 30 minutes every day. This program in particular, Monday through Friday, are the workouts, and the weekends are two days of active recovery. No two workouts are the same in this program. Uh, it's a uh, Changing protocols each week. So week one is a certain training protocol, week two, week three, week four. It's not easy, but with the regressions, almost anybody can do it. If you're a decent baseline level of fitness, this thing's going to challenge you. If you're super fit and you load it correctly and you push yourself, this thing will rip your face off. So the fitter you are, to me, the harder this is. But it's a great program. You can do it from home. I believe all you need is 
a set of dumbbells and probably a bench. We ran this only one time before uh, last year. I just created it. In terms of fitness programming, it is the best just fitness-based program that we do. Obviously, we talk about nutrition and macros and all those things inside of there. But we did film a new 40, uh, 40 for 40 program, which will come out later this year. But as of now, this 30 for 30 is in a 30-minute block, some of the most badass things you can do that will really challenge you and they'll change you if you let it. So if you're interested, hit me up. Uh, be on the lookout for it. Again, the site is live now, jeremyscottfitness.com slash 30-30-challenge. And I'll give you a podcast discount code if that makes your life a little bit easier to fight the insane inflation that our government has uh, run the tally up on, if you will. So I'm trying to fight for the small guys. So there you go. Also, quick reminder, we do have a ton of free guides. I will share quite a few on uh, my Instagram stories. But if you guys want anything like a free mobility playlist, uh, if you want a list of our trusted partners, all the people who sponsor the podcast, we have a supplement guide. We have a free 54 high protein uh, recipe guide. We have a macro guide. We have our house records if you guys want those. Smoothie guide. We also have a 100 rep challenge that I filmed with Lexia Clark. Just all these little 100 rep kind of workouts that are live for you. We have all our men's health stuff in uh, some of these and some fat loss finishers. We have a lot of 100 different free guides. So if any of those things I listed interest you, message me. I'm happy to send them to you. Obviously, we do them for lead gen for our business, but also, just to help you live a healthier, happier life. And we film so much stuff here and put together so much content. Uh, we just package it in a way that hopefully makes your life a little bit easier. So it's there for you if you want it. Also, if you happen to be on Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star. Leave a review. A lot of you have listened to a lot of episodes. Maybe you never uh, reviewed it yet. We would love you forever if you do. Selfishly, it helps us, obviously. But just go on your uh, iPhone or your Mac or even your iPad, I guess, scroll your finger all the way down, five-star it, leave a review. We'll love you forever. So thank you. And if you're on Spotify, now you can do uh, podcast reviews on Spotify, leave it a five-star. It'd be amazing. We thank you guys in advance for that. Um, so yeah, that's what we got going on today. Uh, also, we're brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. You guys already know. It's the one thing I take every single day. I, uh, I never miss. If this is the first podcast you've heard, or maybe you're on episode like 460-something, who knows? This is the one thing I take every single day. I never miss. And right now, if you want to pick some up, we'll give you your supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. The site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get hooked up. Now, why would somebody take Athletic Greens? Number one, if you struggle to eat enough different fruits and vegetables... I would take this. If you take 14 different pills right now, you can throw most of them away. Take this. If you're taking a crappy multivitamin, and let's be real, most of them are shit, this replaces that. This is a simple one scoop, throw it in water, shake it, you're good to go. Best tasting greens on the planet, easily. 75 whole food ingredients, probiotics in there, digestive enzymes in there for gut health, which we all need. The antioxidant equivalent of 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies pretty badass. If you want to try it before you buy it, message me. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the website, email me directly, throw it in a bottle, you know, send it down the Mississippi River or the Salt River, probably since I'm in Arizona, and I'll find it 
and I'll get your address and then I'll send you a free sample to try. You'll see how it tastes. If you like it, then use the link, get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. Is anybody else on podcast doing that? Not that I've heard of. And I've been doing that for about two straight years now. Happy to help you guys. I don't care where you live. Message me. I'll send you the free packs to try. Then you get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. That's how much I believe in it. I'm willing to lose money to help you guys try it to see if you like it before you buy it. Let me know. Also, we're brought to you by our friends at Dry Farms Wine, dryfarmwines.com slash Fitness. If you're somebody who drinks wine and you drink it consistently, I think you are better off drinking the healthiest version of wine, meaning that it doesn't include high levels of sugar, a bunch of alcohol, and the 76 approved additives the FDA lets most wine companies dump in their wine, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, Heather hooked up with Dry Farms because she's not going to give up wine. I don't think a lot of you guys are either. It's organic. It's sugar-free. It's free of all the toxic additives, and it's lower in the sulfites. So if you're drinking wine consistently, this is the route I would go. If you drink wine once a year, I don't think it matters. But if you're going to do it, do it the healthiest way you can. And right now, if you want to pick up some dry farm wines, you can order some and get the next bottle for a penny. So it's basically buy one, get one free. That's the deal we, we hooked up with them on. So if you guys want to check it out, dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness. Order a bottle, get a bottle for a penny. Great for a gift and just a healthier way, obviously, to do it. I don't know much about wine, but Heather likes the rosés. Uh, they tend to be her favorite. So if you're that, um, reach out to her. She'll answer all your questions. But we do have a discount for you guys if you are wine drinkers. And we did it in a way to make you a little bit healthier. Because I think, you know, the compound effect of that is going to make a difference in the long run. Also, we're brought to you by our friends at Beam CBD, BeamTLC.com. The code is Jeremy Scott to get 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. I take the Beam Dream powder probably five or six nights to go to sleep. It's my sleep aid. Uh, CBD is in there. There's no THC. Uh, you won't get high, but I find it helps me stay asleep. So my sleep latency is much less. I don't wake up hardly ever unless I got to go to the bathroom and then I'm right back to sleep wake up, not feeling groggy, not hungover. It's not habit forming. It's just a natural way to uh, get quality sleep in your life. And if you want to check it out, uh, I'm happy to send you a couple sample packs of that as well. So message me. I'll have Monica send you the sample packs and you guys can get hooked up, get some good nice rest, and then use the discount code if you want to save a couple bucks from there. And last but not least, our friends at JLab Pro. This is where I get my protein, turmeric, collagen, and my curl oils. JeremyScottFitness.JLabPro.com. If you want to try some legit products that aren't full of bullshit. I've known Jay for over a decade. I like the protein because it's easy on my stomach and it's sweetened with stevia. So when I do smoothies, this is what I use. I take the turmeric every day, the collagen every day, hair, skin, and nails. Who knows? Maybe I won't be Bruce Willis, but well, it's looking like that's how it's going to go. But if nothing else, it helps the quality of your hair, skin, and nails. And uh, obviously the curl oils as well for the omegas. If you guys want a discount, we usually have one on the protein and the collagen. Right now they have one on the turmeric as well. And the site is jeremyscottfitness.jlipro.com to check that out. And then obviously we have a free supplement guide as well. If you guys want a list of everything that we take and use and all the discounts that are included in there. And all the other sponsors I'm going to throw in the show notes, Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, as well as... Uh, 
my friends at Sleeves Sold Separately where I get my workout pants and my shirts and hoodies and everything else. Those guys do great work and we always have a discount on those as well. Now, talking about I'll be happy when. Before I dig into this piece in detail, I had an article sent to me this week from a buddy of mine, my man Jeff Wirtz, who works out here at Jeremy Scott Fitness. For a normal dude who has a normal job in the medical field, he is very fit. He would be what I would tell people like the average Joe would aspire to be. He's very fit. You can tell he works out, but he's not a complete freak. Like he's not me. You know, he can perform well. He looks good. I think he's what a normal person would strive to look for. That isn't going to give up their whole life. He still goes out, has drinks, maybe eats some bullshit once in a while, but still drags his hungover ass in here and just crushes the workouts. That is what, you know, I did the podcast a week ago about uh, the Brutal Truce of being ripped. You know, he's in, he's in really good shape. And has a really good balance. I think that's what most people should strive for. That has nothing to do with him sending me this article. I just want to give him a shout out if he's listening or anybody here who sees him. He uh, He's fit. He's putting in the work. And it obviously it shows. So I digress. Uh, we're good friends. He sent me this piece that uh, was inspired by uh, a Jeff Olson book. The title is The Slight Edge, Turning Simple Disciplines into Massive Success. And the blog is a FS blog. I believe the title is The Small Steps of Giant Leaps. And that is a Farnham Street blog. I'm happy to throw in the show notes as well. But I wanted to read it because I think it's important. And it really ties into what I'm talking about today. About not just focusing on the home run, the lottery ticket, just about the goal but really enjoying the journey and how most people that I've seen over the past, you know, 15 years be successful. And over the course of the next, I believe, six Fridays, we have some very successful people coming on. And when I mean successful, I mean happy in what they do, but also have reached a certain level of success in their careers and their lives. And it's going to add a lot of value to you guys. And so this This episode is kind of a a jump off to that. And this article goes on to say, the small steps of giant leaps. One of the most beneficial skills you can learn in life is how to consistently put yourself in a good position. The person who finds themselves in a strong position can take advantage of circumstances while others are forced into a series of poor choices. Strong positions in life are not an accident. Weak positions aren't bad luck, but telling someone they need to put themselves in a strong position is oftentimes useless. Everyone knows they need a strong foundation to build a house so they can weather a storm. We all learned this as little kids, uh, the big bad wolf, the three little pigs. I don't need to rehash it. You all know how it goes down. But not everyone knows how they can create that strong foundation. In fact, I think... It should be taught at an earlier age and really drilled home, but yet we often overlook it in school and and sometimes parents don't, don't drill it home to kids. And the answer is as simple as it is frustrating. The position you find yourself in today 
is an accumulation of the small choices you've been making for years. If that's the case, why doesn't everyone make a choice that's going to put them in a good position today for the future? The ordinary choices that guarantee a strong foundation and a strong future, they often go unnoticed. There's no pat on the back for doing the right things, just as there's no slap on the wrist for doing the wrong things, especially when nobody's watching. I talk about this all the time. What you do in private, you get praise for in public. I'll say that again. What you do in private over an extended period of time, you get praise for in public, especially when it comes to your fitness and how you look and move and feel. But again, in the world we live in, especially when no one's around, there's no pat on the back for doing the right thing. And there's no slap on the wrist for doing the wrong thing. Eating a chocolate bar right now won't make you unhealthy. Just as not eating it won't make you healthy. Saving money today isn't going to make you rich. Just as not saving it today won't make you poor. Reading a chapter of a great book won't solve your problems. Just as not reading it won't make your life any worse. Not doing the obvious thing you know you should do, the thing that positions you for success in the future, rarely hurts you right away. The small choices we make on a daily basis either work for us or they work against us. One of those choices puts time on your side. The other ensures that time is working against you. And time, my friends, amplifies what you feed it day after day after day. This is how compound interest works in the financial world. And this is how fitness works in what I like to call the real world. On the first day, the difference between the choice that helps you and the choice that hurts you isn't noticeable. If I eat two pizzas today, it's not going to change my body one bit just for today. Other than I probably feel like a bag of shit, but I'm going to look the exact same when I come in here and film videos tomorrow with no clothes on. If I eat salmon and asparagus today, it's not going to be noticeable. I'm going to look the exact same when I come here tomorrow and film videos. Because the first day you do something wrong doesn't really hurt you right away. Just like if you do something amazing, it doesn't really help you right away. But as the days turn to weeks, the weeks turn to years, and the years turn to decades, those small choices create massively different results. It's like friends of mine who I grew up with playing sports, high school all the way through college, dudes who, you know, some of the fittest people on the planet, you know, a very small percentage of people, you know, play athletics, uh, even in high school, and obviously way less even beyond high school. And, uh, and play at the college level, scholarship, you know, guys, it doesn't matter what division you played, like, you're in, you're in rare air. And some of those guys are walking here today, and they'd be 25, 35, 45 pounds overweight. Well, what happened? It's the small choices that they made that created these massively different results. They're not in the same shape. They're not as fit. I'm not saying they have to be, but it's that creepy obesity 
where somebody gains two, three, four pounds a year, every year for 10 to 15 years. Because they made a small set of decisions day after day after day that added up to these massive results in the wrong direction. Just as insert, let's say myself, I made different choices of how I ate, how I drank, how I trained, how I went to sleep. Those little decisions brought me to here. Massively different results in a different direction. Whenever this idea is brought up, people are real quick to interject. They'll say, but if I do these things and I don't get the results, yeah, that's true. Most of us make the right choices most of the time. But most of the time isn't the same as all of the time or almost all of the time. For your choices to compound, you need to be consistent. And that's the message today. Deeper than anything else. It's the consistency. Intensity and excitement and that, you know, external, you know, kind of cheerleader, rah-rah bullshit, which it's fine if that's who you are. That's just not me as a person. That's only going to carry you so far in the short term. But if you want compounding results, you need consistency. You got to be in it for the long haul. Like you're a holder uh, or a hodler if you're in, into crypto and Bitcoin. Uh, or if you're in the, the market and uh, you're trying to, you know, make money in your 401k or your Roth IRA or your IRA or your SEP or you know, whatever, you know, investment, you know, tool you have your money wrapped in. It's the compounding results over time that matter. It's not like you're just saving, I'm going to put 30 grand in this year and not do anything else. No, your dollar cost averaging. Yeah, you can throw a chunk in here or there when the market's down or, or when you first start out, but it's you having it on just the auto pay over time that leads to the biggest results. In the absence of immediate rewards or instant gratification, or what I like to say a lot of times, these microwave results, we can keep up the intensity for a while, but for most of us, that becomes intermittent. If we're not getting a result right away, if we're not getting that instant gratification right away, we quit, we do another workout. We quit the nutrition program, we do another one. We stop investing in that, we're going to switch and invest in this. Because we wanted instant gratification. We wanted microwave results, but we forgot that it's a crockpot world. It's the small things done consistently over time that matter most. For most people in health and fitness, it's the lack of consistency that keeps average people from extraordinary results. This goes for finances. This goes for career, education, and pretty much everything in between. The lack of consistency keeps a normal person from living this amazing badass life and seeing these extraordinary results. It's like we're rolling a boulder halfway up a hill only to throw our hands in the air and go home at the halfway point. And then we show up the next day and we see that boulder at the bottom of the hill. Not only did we undermine our progress, but we made our life that much fucking harder because we had to start all over again. I tell this to everybody, especially in fitness, just don't quit, dude. Whatever you do, don't quit. And if you leave our program or you leave this and do something else, have something else set up. I'm biased, obviously, a coach, 
accountability and a goal is everything. It always has been, always will be. We always do better when we're surrounded by more badass humans than just by ourselves. I'm not saying this journey isn't yours alone because it is, and you're going to have to do the work alone, but you have to keep going and you're always going to do better with the team. That's just a side note. But I tell people, never just quit. Always keep making progress and moving one foot forward every single day. Life, fitness, everything you're doing is an uphill battle. You're always going uphill. If you start to coast, you will always slide back down and it makes it that much harder. Again, I've never lost 100 pounds. I can imagine losing 100 pounds and then gaining that shit all back. It's got to be so defeating and demoralizing the second time. We're going to bring some people on who've actually went through this I think it'll be eye-opening for a lot of people. But for me, it's even if you have a little bit of slack and lag, you're always just trying to move the needle forward every day. How does that happen? Excelling at the small choices that compound over time are literally going to leave you in the most favorable of circumstances. What does that mean? putting yourself in a good position to be successful. If you stay ready, you don't have to be ready. It's the people who are always doing the work consistently over time. They do these little decisions that puts them in a position to be lucky, if you will. They can take advantage of an opportunity when it comes their way because they're always doing the right thing that's put them in a position to take advantage. How the rich get richer, how the fit get fitter, which you've heard me talk about before. No matter what happens in the world, you're never in a position where you're forced into a bad decision. It's just, it's not the case. If you want results, you need to be willing to pay the price. And you got to pay the price every day, at least a little bit. If you want results, you have to be willing to pay the price. The price is both easier than you imagine and harder than you think. The price is consistently doing the small choices that put you on a path to success for years. The price is knowing that time is either working on your side or it's working against you. The price is knowing that time is working on your side even when the results don't show it yet. That's probably the biggest thing of here. If you guys want shit, you have to be willing to put in the work. And the price is easier... Then you imagine, and it's also harder than you think. If you run a business, you know what I'm talking about. If you've changed your physical body, you know what I'm talking about. But it's knowing that time is working for you, even if the results don't show it yet. When you look below the surface, giant leaps really aren't leaps at all. There are a series of ordinary choices that suddenly become noticeable. And if you look for the magic moment, if you look for the home run, if you look for the lottery ticket, if you look for the get-rich-quick bullshit, you'll likely miss how ordinary becomes extraordinary. Again, I'll share the link to the article. I read through some of it, and a lot of this I just made up off the top of my head because it gets me all fired up. But that's why I've done everything. That's how I got here. That's how I've stayed here. Um... Most of you listening are much smarter than me, much more talented. The biggest 
difference between us. If I'm in a position, you know, physically or business-wise or career-wise that maybe you're not in or you're not as happy, it's because I was willing to pay the price and I was willing to delay gratification for something I couldn't even see or understand yet. And I, I knew time was working on my side, even when nothing was happening. That's hard to sell to your wife when you're broke as shit and nobody believes in what you're doing. But thank God she bought into it. Bless your heart, Heather. Uh, but here we are. And uh, I knew there wasn't going to be, you know, I don't have a rich uncle. No one was going to leave me a bunch of money. Uh, I wasn't genetically going to grow to be 6'6 six, six and, and dunk from the free throw line. Uh, I wasn't going to, you know, all of a sudden have Elon Musk's IQ. I just knew I had to make a series of, of ordinary choices that put me in a position to be able to take advantage of the world when it came my way. And I was never looking for the magic moment. I wasn't, you know, always concerned about the end goal and, uh, you know, the achievements. I was just focusing on the ordinary day-to-day tasks that most people weren't willing to do. And I was willing to eat shit, you know, and not always want to be in the clouds, you know, uh, looking for rainbows and unicorns. As amazing as that sounds, it just wasn't going to happen for me. And I think most of you out there are probably the similar when you look at your life and what you're great at and what you've, you know, found success in. And that's what I want to talk about today is just the consistency um, and getting rid of the mindset of I'll be happy when I do this. I'll be happy when this happens. Because I believe for most of you, you can be happy right now. And most of you already have so many gifts and you've already achieved so much and you've come so far yet you're not willing to give yourself a little bit of love for it. Which brings me to a Martin Rooney quote that I want to share with all of you. And I was talking about it to Heather the other day. And we've all been guilty of this. Uh, We get wrapped up in it. I'm, uh, I'm no different. In my younger days, I would get obsessed with uh, future goals and think that you know, once they were achieved, then I'd be happy. And I'll talk about that more in detail. But the Martin quote he put out was, you undervalue what you have right now when you spend energy overvaluing the things you wish you had in the future. I'm going to repeat that for the kids in the back. You undervalue what you have right now when you spend energy overvaluing the things you wish you had in the future. I think if you really let that, you know, marinate in your soul for a second, we're all guilty of that. Whether that be the next house, the next car, uh, our body fat percentage, the the next uh, raise, your salary, whatever status you're, you're searching for. When we're chasing that, we're not being present. And as I've gotten older... I've realized I can't always be focused on the next thing. I can't always focus on just the future. I can't always focus on the next goal or the next achievement because when I do that, I miss right now. And this has been an amazing time in my life. The process, the journey, the game of it, that's everything to me. And I realize that. But when you're young or sometimes blinded by the shiny object syndrome, that habituation, um, you know, shiny things do get dull. And they become tarnished and tainted. And then it's the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. And if you're always in that mindset of I'll be happy when 
you're never fucking happy now. That's crazy to me. And when I, when I say that, I'll be happy now. Well, before I kick in, this original is a goal-setting exercise that came from Precision Nutrition. Um, Alex Peacott, Anand, put it out. She's a holistic nutritionist talking about, you know, I'll be happy when I'm, you know, lose 20 pounds. I'll be happy when I reach whatever body fat percentage. And I think if I just, if I left this just to health and fitness, I'm painting it in too narrow of a lane. There's a broader picture here to look at. I'll be happy when I earn six figures. Even though statistically speaking, I think they said uh, the happiness level from like 75,000 to like 150,000, there's really no difference, honestly. And I don't know where everybody sits financially or where you're at, but I'm going to share this with you. There's a lot of times I said things like that uh, in my younger days. I believe the magic number we had initially was $10,000 a month is what it was. And I remember sitting in our, our old facility with Brett and Pod, who got me started. Shout out to those guys. It was September in our old warehouse, no air conditioning, about 120 degrees still here. Just, it's like Earth's oven just opened up or, you know, the devil turned uh, the air dry, your hair dryer on in Arizona and just beating your ass and just sweating balls in there. And we're talking about me maybe leaving my corporate job, coming into this space, kind of taking it over and uh, starting what is now Jeremy Scott Fitness. And I remember sitting there saying to them, and this is the God's honest truth. I, I shared this years ago on the podcast. I said, if I could just get 100 clients to believe in me and pay me 100 bucks a month, it's $10,000. I'd be the happiest dude of all time. I would need nothing else. Now, I'm probably 26 at the time. I don't know shit about life. I still don't and really didn't know anything back then. And it's like, if I could just get 100 people to give us 100 bucks, I'll be rich. Even if this business costs me $5,000 a month out the door, if I can make $5,000 a month profit, I'll be the richest dude ever. I've never seen that much money in my life. I'll be so happy. I've been, I'll be a success. Now, flash forward, you know, 12, 13 years later, we've obviously superseded that, you know, like a million times over. And uh, it wasn't true is what I'm driving at. If I wasn't happy before making $10,000 a month, I sure as hell wouldn't be happy after that. And that's what I'm driving at. But we're all guilty of this at some point in life. That's not the only time I've been guilty of it. If I, if I can just get on magazine covers, I'll be happy. If I can just work with men's health, I'll be happy. If I, uh, if I can just be over 200 pounds with abs, I'll be happy. If I uh, can we just pay off my house, I'll be happy. If I can just become a multimillionaire, I'll be happy. All those things happen. Didn't really change my happiness level at all. I'm thankful. It's great. But I'm still the same person. I was happy all along. And I could have been happy way before that. If you're listening to me and you're a person who says... I'll be happy when I have abs. I'll be happy when I'm a millionaire. I'll be happy when I get that car. I'll be happy when I get that dream home. Side note, dream home in quotes. 25-year-olds, 35-year-olds, 45-year-olds, 55-year-olds. Your dream home is probably going to change. It's probably going to change as your life changes. Maybe if you have kids, maybe if you don't. 
if your career changes. Maybe you don't want to live in the state you lived in. Maybe you want acreage. Maybe you want less maintenance. Maybe you want more maintenance. Maybe you want more square feet, less square feet. Maybe you want a pool. Maybe you don't. All those things are going to evolve. And you can be happy where you live now, as long as you're safe from animals and the elements, and uh, you generally like your neighborhood. You don't got to wait till you get to your dream home. You can be happy where you live right now. You'll be happy when you meet your soulmate. I go down the list. You guys get the point of where I'm going with this. The truth is most of us obviously have had beliefs like this or currently have beliefs like this floating around in our brain. If you're a fitness professional, I can promise you, you have clients who do this and say this a lot. I'll be happy when I reach this weight. I'll be happy when I reach this body fat percentage. I'll be happy when I can fit into these clothes. I'll be happy when I reach this athletic achievement, deadlift this weight, row this time, finish my triathlon, you name it. And as a coach, what I hope you say is, well, Susie, well, Roger, you got to enjoy the journey. And they look at you like, fuck the journey, man. I'm trying to reach this destination. Which, in my opinion, from my own life experience and doing this for a long time, that's 100% backwards. The journey is everything. That's the game. The process of doing is what you should be happy with day after day after day. To me, the mentality of always just focusing on the destination, it's the person who only focuses on the weekend. Like they hate Monday through Friday just so they can enjoy Saturday and Sunday. To me, Monday through Friday is a much bigger part of your life than just Saturday and Sunday. So why are we only focused on the destination of the weekend? Or the people who don't like what they do for a living and they absolutely hate it and they're only focused on vacations. The game is enjoying your daily life. The simple tasks stacked up. That's where you should be happy. Because that, my friends, is a majority of your life. Your Monday through Friday is bigger than your weekend. Your work life is more than your vacations. The process of doing something is more than just the day you reach the goal. That's where a lot of people get lost. And that's why they never reach their true potential. Because they're not focusing on the little steps to get there. Because they hate that process. I don't work here every day just to make money. That's not the main reason I'm here every single day. I didn't start this business just to, you know, become a millionaire. Sure, the money's nice and it helps. But I do this the way that I do it because I love the process. I love the journey of it. I love the challenge of it. I love the suck of it. Even the fucking struggles. I just love the game of it. And I take the good with the bad. I understand the valleys are there to make the peaks that much sweeter. But I have to take it all as it comes. And I don't just focus on, well, when I get here, then I'll... No, I have to enjoy a Tuesday. I have to enjoy a Wednesday. And for me personally, Monday is my biggest kind of grind day, if you will. And even that, I enjoy most of it. And I think about it when I go back, like when... 
if you look back on your life, like when I think about playing sports, I just love playing the game, man. No, obviously winning is the goal. It's awesome to win. But the experience of playing, the highs and lows is what I crave. It's what I can never I can never really get back. I try to mimic it here in this life the best that I can, but it's the the interaction. It's the competition. And it's the growth that comes from that. And of course there's some some eagerness to to cross the finish line. That's normal and that's okay. And having a goal is awesome. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm playing, we're playing, I don't care what it is, uh, basketball, ping pong, mini golf, uh, say by the bell trivia, I don't give a shit. I'm trying to win. Like I'm a winner. I'm trying to cut your throat. So is my wife. She even cheats at mini golf. True story. But even if I come up short, there's a lesson there that I learn. And even when I think about right now, obviously I enjoy all the times I won in my life more than the losses. But I still enjoyed those games. I still enjoyed playing. And I learned more from those than from the wins. So I understand. You have to have a goal. Well, Jeremy, what are you talking about? If I don't have a goal, I'm not saying that. Goals give you a sense of purpose. They give you a sense of direction. And they encourage you to grow beyond your previous capacities into a better, wiser, more badass version of yourself. Plus, obviously, there's research that shows that goal setting is a sign of confidence, commitment, autonomy, and motivation. I think if you look at most successful people, obviously, they have goals that they set um, and oftentimes achieve and are willing to kind of always be looking for a new horizon to cross. However, the problem is, Some people delay their happiness forever because they're always thinking there's a better life just on the horizon. Except if you keep moving the goalpost, I think we're all familiar with, I think we're all familiar with moving the goalpost after the last couple of years. Two weeks to slow the spread. Here we are two years later. You know what I'm talking about. If that, it's so frustrating. If you're always, if, if you waited you know, two weeks to slow the spread, then the next six months, the next six months, if you waited the, until this life became normal again, two years later, three years later, you know how much time you missed and how miserable you were because you kept thinking, well, then it will get better, then it will get better. Yeah, it's going to continually get better, but fuck, dude, you got to be happy in between. You can't put your life on hold for the horizon goal because the horizon is going to keep moving if you live your life that way. And I promise you, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Reaching a goal won't always make you happy. Oftentimes it's deflating. And you end up with all the stuff you wanted, all the stuff you worked for, and then you're like, well, now what? I did all, I hated the process. I was irritated, annoyed, and I died to get there. And then I reached the goal, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm still not happy. I've been there. This is coming from a place of me fucking up my own life, hopefully for you guys to unfuck yours. I think focusing too much on the outcome of your goals can make you miss the potential you have to be happy right now. And as I've gotten older, I've made a huge focus on just being more present and being happy with my day-to-day life. And Heather and I talked about this the other day. Uh, Obviously, you guys know our story, kind of how we live our life, what we do. And I love living here. 
it's great. Will I live here forever? Probably. But again, who knows? If the last couple of years taught me anything, it's, you know, uncertainty is it's a part of the game. And, uh, and change is going to happen whether you want, to, want it to change or not. But her and I talk a lot about just being happy at this point of our life and this stage of our life because it's a great it's a great time. And I know for a lot of people listening, the world is, has been weird. You know, if you look at inflation and uh, and the economy, if it's at 7.5, if you look at CPI, but I think inflation is probably really higher than that because I think they're kind of, you know, selling you guys a bunch of shit. That's just my opinion. And you look at the price of vehicles, the price of uh, goods, you look at the price of homes. If you're somebody looking to get into a home right now and you've never owned property before, you've just seen the biggest shift in, in price increases in home that I've ever seen in my life. And that's including before the meltdown of 0708. You got to be happy where you're at right now. You can't be miserable in your apartment. You can't be miserable in your condo or your starter home or the home you're in now and think that, well, I can only be happy when I get my next house or my dream house. That's all bullshit. You got to be happy with where you're at today. Because if you keep focusing on when you get your next raise, if you keep focusing on when you make your next million or your first million, if you keep focusing on the the next car, if you keep focusing on, well, if I'm 5% leaner in my body fat or if I lose 20 more pounds, you're missing the potential to be happy right now. Now, I'm not saying be complacent. I'm not saying don't strive for goals. But you have to appreciate how far you've come, even if you're not where you want to be yet. That's a little take on self-love here. It goes a long way. I'm not saying, you know, if you've been, honestly, if you've been fucking up and being, you know, terrible, uh, you know it. But if you've been putting in work, you've been making effort, you've been saving money, you've been eating right, you've been training hard, you've been studying, you've been putting yourself in a position to be successful, you have a potential to be happy right now. And you can be happier when you reach the goals, but don't be miserable every day on the journey because the journey is everything. That's a majority of your life. You have to consider how you're already successful and feel excited to show up to work, to better yourself. That's success. You got to stand tall and you got to say nice things to yourself about, you know, your worthiness as a person. You have to appreciate yourself for how far you've already come, even if you have miles to go. As the further along you get, it's so much further from where you started. That's all we're talking about. The bottom line is you have to allow yourself to feel and do the things that you would do, even if you achieved your goal, even if you haven't achieved it yet. And that might be uncomfortable, um, but with some practice, I think you obviously can get there. And for most people, happiness isn't the effect of achieving the goal. It's the cause of it. And you can't keep holding yourself back. You know, you might find the goal becomes less important. And maybe your happiness doesn't really hinge on the goal at all. And I think for a lot of people, that's the biggest, uh, that's the biggest eye opener that your happiness doesn't hinge on you getting a dream house. It doesn't hinge on you becoming a millionaire. It doesn't hinge on you dropping 5% body fat or changing two dress sizes. Those things are all cool and you can still get there. And I believe if you put your mind to it, you will get there, but you could have been happy all along. 
and maybe the goal still is important. But the biggest takeaway is you actually enjoy the steps you need to take to get there. And you're no longer putting your life on hold until you achieve such things. I think that's the biggest thing. I don't want you to live in this state of like purgatory until you reach a goal or get a goal that you've been striving for because you're missing a huge part of your life. And I guess that's the biggest takeaway here is just trying to obviously realize as you move through your life, have this level of being present that a lot of people don't. And that's kind of the game, right? It's a really just look at yourself and be like, you know what? Here's where I started. And I think anybody over the age of probably, you know, 25 or shit, even maybe 20, you've been through some shit and, uh, and you've come a long way. And no matter what you guys decide to do and how you approach your goals moving forward, you'll likely find that whether or not you achieve the goal, you're starting to transform and you're starting to behave and live and feel like the kind of person you want to be. And you're becoming the kind of person who's going to achieve all the goals you want to get after. Because even though accomplishing a goal feels good, people usually don't want the outcome of the goal as much as they want to become the kind of person who gets the outcome. And that's why I say, you know, the journey is the game or there's a great book, uh, The Obstacle is the Way, same kind of concept. And when you look at it from the outside, when you become the kind of person who gets the outcome, you're not just, you know, able to drop 10% body fat. You're not just able to bench this amount of weight. You become a fit person in the process. You're not just the person who makes six figures. You become a smart, capable professional. You're not just the person who, you know, got their dream home or the person who won the race. You're just a winner now. This, my friends, is the secret to why the process is everything. Because whether or not you've made it to your own personal finish line, and only you obviously can measure your own success and what that means to you, your identity starts to shift towards the kind of person you've always wanted to be. Why is that? Because you're doing the things that that kind of person would do. And the best part is you're not waiting anymore. You're just living and you're happy every single day. So that's my take on that. I'll share, obviously, uh, the articles of where these kind of are birthed from and my ideas behind it. And I just, I can't drill down on that enough because the older I get, I don't want to see people look back on their life thinking like, man, you know, I was living in this great time of my life and I didn't enjoy it and I didn't appreciate it. And it's like that, that saying from the office, uh, I wish someone would tell you, you were in the good old days, uh, before they were over. So you realize that, and I think we're all guilty of this. If you look back on your high school or even your college days, uh, I was too young to have the perspective of how amazing it was. And I always thought there was something better on the horizon. And there was for me, thankfully, but uh, I love that era of time. I wish I just would have had the perspective and the gratitude that I have today 
for it because it could have made it even better. But uh, I guess that's what's being a young, dumb teenager in their early 20s. That's that's the process you go through. So hopefully you guys got something from that. And uh, if you're putting your life on hold until something happens, I'm not saying don't go after your goals, but really just try to find the things that you can appreciate today in the journey, in the struggle, in the pain of it, and keep pushing forward and stack those little habits on top of each other and be happy now. I'm not saying be content and and not try, but be happy with where you're at and keep pushing forward every single day and enjoy the process to get there. Otherwise, I'm afraid you might never get there. And at the end of the day, it's really about you just becoming the person you want to be. And once you become that, you become real dangerous. Now, before I get uh, out of here, I want to share with you uh, some questions I got from Instagram. I asked of all of you guys, and uh, I'll try to answer them the best I can. Full disclaimer, I have not read through these yet, so I don't might not know what the hell I'm talking about, and I'll give it a hard pass if that's the case. But at a glance, they look pretty, uh, pretty basic. So first question, Scott uh, Ludwig89, what is the easiest way to count macros? Well, Scott, we have a free macro guide. Uh, there's a video in there uh, that walks you through it. There's a full uh, text description. I would say uh, getting my fitness pal. It's like Google for food. It's free. You don't have to use the paid version. It's easy. It's uh, like click and drag. It saves all your, your stuff as memory. It's an easy way to uh, to track your macros. We have a guide in there with a mathematical formula to kind of help you set them. Obviously, it's it's different for each individual and what your goals are, uh, your genetics, where you're at, how far you've come, what you're trying to do, but it's a, it's a good place to start. So if you want a free macro guide, hit me up. I'm happy to send it to anybody listening. You guys can get it and then start rock and rolling from there. Next one, benefits of prolonged fasting. What to eat when early mornings versus late workouts. Uh, this is TK underscore the animal guy. Uh, we have a ton of fasting podcasts. If you want them, they're on here. You can literally just type in the search, Jeremy Scott Fitness uh, Fasting, Jeremy Scott Fitness Intermittent Fasting. They're all going to pop up. They go in great detail, way more than I could go on to here. But uh, for, there's benefits. It works both ways. Some people do well with fasting. Some people do terrible, men versus women, old versus young. Uh, if you have an eating disorder, if uh, you're trying to gain weight, lose weight, there's a whole bunch of things we can dig into. But listen to those episodes. They definitely should help. Next one, keeping muscle during intermittent fasting. This is uh, Devin... Ninja, something like that. Uh, yeah, you can keep muscle while you're fasting. I've been intermittent fasting for the better part of 13 years. If you think I have a decent amount of muscle, I guess I'm, uh, you know, your walking proof. A lot of my friends come from the fasting world. It definitely can be done if you're strength training enough and you're getting enough uh, protein and aminos in the system. I, I don't see it as a problem at all. In fact, I feel the best this way. I, I don't really think I could put on a ton more muscle if I eat more frequently. I just think this is kind of where I'm at. So, Definitely, definitely can be done. As long as the macros kind of fit your goals and your training and you're getting enough protein, you guys are going to be a-okay. Next on the list, how do you know when to keep pushing yourself or when to take an easy rest day? Harrison underscore Brenner. Honestly, it really just depends. You can schedule it, uh, which is nice. But it's nice for it to be fluid as well. So meaning you have your workout scheduled, you can have your rest scheduled, but be smart enough to listen to your body and know when you're overtrained or when you can actually put in a work day and push a rest day. Obviously, around your social schedule, when you travel, those uh, play a huge part in it. But honestly, 
you just got to listen to your body. You, you really do. And, you know, sometimes you can switch the workouts if it's like an, you know, an accessory day where you're doing bicep curls, tricep extension, some of the bro shit, right? I think you can do that if your body is somewhat sore. If you feel like, you know, your body's going to beat down, maybe it's not the best time for you to deadlift and squat and swing and do all the crazy stuff. It's just not, it's not going to fit the mold. So I would say really just listen to your body, be intuitive and, and kind of set your program up where it makes the most sense. If you're doing two upper days and two lower days, you're going to kind of space them out in a way that it definitely, you know, makes sense for you. But uh, again, just listen to your body. Uh, The second person, uh, this is J underscore S I O W. Um, he's asking a question, uh, Minnesota athletes, how to stay fit during the winter. I think this kind of goes for anybody who kind of lives in that, uh, you know, polar vortex, if you will, where you're in this kind of season where it's hard to get outside. It's not super warm. I'm not sure like what it is today where you guys are at. I checked the other day. It was like maybe negative, like 10 degrees or something crazy. The first thing I would say to you is what I say all the time is just pack up your shit and move, dude. Uh, I know it's a terrible advice, uh, but it's what I did. Honestly, uh, if you're not, I say that every time and then people message me, uh, with some, some comical responses, but it's true. It's just, it's hard in that environment. It's dark. It's cold. Uh, it's not conducive to being outside and moving and jumping and running and being super fit. What I would say is you just have to push through it, man. And you got to schedule it. You're, you're training, at a time where it's it's not negotiable, where you're never going to skip, you're never going to get too busy, and you just block it off. Maybe that's 5 a.m., maybe it's 5 p.m., maybe it's your lunch hour, I don't know. But you have to make a commitment to it. And if, you, if you're making a choice to live there or for some reason you're stuck there, you just got to deal with it. It'd be really hard. I, I lived through it. I did it, obviously. Uh, you know, going to the, you know, going to work and coming home, going to work when it's dark, coming home when it's dark, and being cold and uh, not being uh, sunny out is definitely, uh, it's not motivating. And when you guys are like soaking wet and uh, you got to go and change your gym clothes and go for your car to your house, to your garage, or if you're in like, you know, if you're in Minneapolis, you're walking through the tunnels, it's just not fun. But you have to understand this is, this is a decision you made. And this is kind of where you're at today. And so you got to be happy with where you're at today. You can't always focus on moving, I guess. But just make it at a time where you're not going to walk away from it. And what I would say, if there's any piece of useful advice, just pretend you're, you know, Stallone in, uh, in Rocky four and you're fighting Ivan Drago. And if you can get motivated enough to go outside and run in the snow, uh, you're way more badass than I am. And you'll be way fitter than probably the other human. And we'll all look up to you and, uh, we'll praise you for your dedication and, uh, badassness. But otherwise you just have to, you got to find a way to uh, not let the environment uh, get you down. Otherwise, you got to move. Next one, uh, T.R. Gill, 23. How to balance the proper diet needed to gain muscle without sacrificing leanness? Real quick, obviously, track the macros for sure. Find your baseline. And I would suggest literally putting yourself uh, in a surplus. Maybe it's three to 500 calories per day over what your maintenance level is and just track it and see, uh, see how much weight you're gaining, uh, see how much fat you're putting on. And, uh, you just kind of gauge it from there. And the reality is if you're going to, you know, gain muscle, you're going to gain fat. It's just part of it. But if you do it slow and, uh, 
steady over time, I think you're going to be okay. If you're trying to gain 20 pounds in a month, that's a terrible place to be. And uh, you got to really just take it slow. For most people, if they're gaining a half a pound to a pound a week, that's really quick, man. Uh, and then there's going to be a certain amount of fat that comes on. So you got to be okay with being uh, a little bit fluffier. Uh, but it's a process. And for most of you, I'd say committing to at least like a year uh, of doing that for sure. And that's how I would do it. But a slight surplus, not eating, you know, 3,000 calories over maintenance. That's just, You're going to put on too much crappy weight and it's not really the healthy way to do it. I think slower uh, and steady wins the race. Again, the consistent practices done over time end up yielding the biggest results. Next one, overcoming an injury day-to-day, both physical and mental. This is B-O-G-I-D-Y-J on Instagram. Uh, I did an episode with Colleen Fosh about a month ago. Uh, She tore her ACL. Uh, She walks through it in great detail uh, about just the small wins and just getting out of the house and showing up to the gym and doing something. And again, like this whole episode is, just focusing on the little progress you can make day after day and not just saying to yourself, I'll be happy when I'm fully recovered, kind of embracing the suck of it and uh, the lessons you learn in recovery and recuperation and just really appreciating the little things you can do. If it's just you know walking on your own or lifting your arm through full range of motion, depending on what the injury is, just know it's a season of life. It's not permanent. It's not going to last forever. And uh, you'll learn something about yourself. You'll be more mindful. You'll probably learn way more about your body. And just take it as a learning opportunity to focus on things around the injury. And instead of focusing on all the things you can't do, focus on all the things you can do. I think that's a good like takeaway in general. Like Whereas like, people focus on, hey, here's all the things I don't have, which I don't think is a healthy way to go about your life. It's focusing on the things that you do have. Same thing that works for injury. If you're, you know, obviously you tore your ACL, you can still come in and do all the upper body extremities. You can still do uh, the other leg for sure. There's a handful of things you can do for the trunk. There's a lot of ways you can kind of work around that. So you have to focus on the things I can do, not the things I can't do. Next one. What is the best way to approach people so you could sound more professional than you are? Well, um, this is, hi, Lord Aaron. Uh, honestly, man, uh, I don't sound real professional, I think, at times. So maybe I'm not the best person to uh, to dig in. Honestly, the one piece of advice I would give people when you're talking about things is just talk about things you know about. You know, if you're an expert in this one thing, you can speak on that. If you don't uh, know a lot about a topic or a subject, I wouldn't talk a whole lot about it. I... Uh, I tend to stay in my very uh, narrow lane and I, I speak about things I know about and other things I try to defer uh, to experts or use resources to share my thoughts, uh, obviously, on the topic. That's it. Uh, and the crazy thing is, in a lot of areas, I'm not a fan of this, when people speak with confidence, even if they don't know what the hell they're talking about, a lot of people tend to kind of believe them, which I'm not a fan of the fake it till you make it stuff. I think it's a terrible practice, but I've seen it happen um, time and time again. If people say things with the utmost confidence, even if they're completely wrong, people tend to believe it. So I wouldn't suggest going that route. But what I would say is speak on the things you're confident about and uh, and say it with confidence and really just uh, approach it that way. And I think uh, you'll be okay. For me, uh, the professional-ism uh, is kind of overrated because I live in this kind of weird world. But that's just me. 
Next one, uh, underscore Steve Brown. What do you think of food companies like Healthy Fresh and companies like that? Honestly, I don't know enough about the uh, ingredients specifically, so I'd have to look at them off the top if I'm going to generalize. If it's real food, obviously I'm a fan of it. If you can get it to fit your macro and micronutrients, sure. If it makes your life easier, great. If it helps you solve a problem or get motivated to start something, that's cool too. If you use it in between you making your real meals and it's like a bridging the gap thing, uh, I'm okay with it. At the end of the day, all I really care about is what makes up the food, what makes up the ingredients, how does it make you feel, is it good for you, and does it fit your overall goals? If it works, then great. If it makes your life easier, use it. If it's helping you be happier and get closer to where you want to be, use it. If not, I don't think it's worth it. Do I think it's the end-all be-all and can fix everything? No, I think ultimately you have to learn how to eat and you have to learn how to cook for yourself and probably prepare some, some meals on your own if you ultimately want to be successful for the long run. Next one, thoughts on the Everwell food sensitivity testing. This is at It's Brad Harris. I don't know about that test specifically. Uh, I think if you can gain knowledge from those sensitivity tests, that's great. Uh, we've done like SpectraCell, which I believe that's micronutrients, and the Alcott test, which is food sensitivity. Heather's done it, I have done it, we've done it together. You, you can get some insights from there for sure. Uh, it's nice to know, but then you also have to do the work. You also have to audit, see how you feel, what food agrees with your body, um, how much energy you have, uh, you know, is it causing inflammation, internal, external, all of those things. My take is you can do those and they're accessory things, but you have to be the ultimate judge of what makes you feel good and what you find to be the best things to put into your body day after day and obviously week after week. And the last question, Bianca A. Bishop 13, what is a good weekly workout nutrition plan for building muscle for women? Honestly, it's the same thing I would say for dudes. There's really no difference. You know, if you're trying to build muscle, you're going to have to be at a calorie surplus. So you're going to have to be eating uh, more than you burn, for sure. So you're going to have to be gaining weight uh, to gain size. That's just part of it. So you're going to gain body fat, like we mentioned earlier. And if I was to do it, depending on what your time frame is, if you can only work out two or three times a week, I would say two to three, you know, kind of total body workouts per week. Uh, you know, picking up a decent amount of weight every time, uh, focusing on, if it's just building muscle, the hypertrophy ranges, kind of the 8 to 12 reps, if you want to say that. You could go down to 6 and up to maybe 13, give or take. If you want to focus on strength stuff, you could throw in some of the, the lower volume, maybe that uh, kind of, I don't want to say one three five cube stuff, but maybe like 5 rep schemes if you want to go a little bit heavier. But just focusing on that. If you're going to work out 4 times a week, I'd say 2 upper days, 2 lower days. If you want to make 2 more hypertrophy focused and 2 more strength focused, I like that as a mix. Because I do think, obviously, if you want to build muscle, getting stronger is just a nice byproduct of it. You know, weakness is really never a strength, so it's nice to kind of have both. But yeah, that's what I would suggest. And in real foods that uh, that fuel your body. Obviously, protein has to be the base of it if you if you want to build muscle. So having a protein with every feeding and then having the macro ranges makes sense. And, you know, be willing to give it time. Uh, obviously, it takes way longer to build muscle than it does to get lean. That's just the reality that, uh, that we're all kind of sitting in. So that's how I would approach it and attack it. Obviously, we work with people specifically on this based on their body type, what they weigh, how long the time frame is, where they're starting at. Do they have any 
you know, previous experience, strength training and, and things like that. So that all goes into having a coach and obviously being part of a program. So hopefully that answered all of the questions. So again, just a quick run through uh, for all of you guys. If the focus is, I'll always, you know, be chasing a goal and I won't be happy until I reach it. If that's where you're living, hopefully you can take a step back from it and understand no matter what you guys are going after and, and what you're trying to achieve, if you want results, you got to be willing to pay the price. And odds are it's going to take a lot longer than you think. And it's going to be both easier than you imagined and harder than you thought to get there. And for most of us listening, 99%, there's, we don't got a rich uncle. There's not a lottery ticket. We're not going to hit the, hit a home run. And we're not going to have this genius idea that takes no work that produces billions of dollars. And for us to be successful, we are going to have to consistently do the small things day after day after day that puts us on a path to be successful probably months or years down the line. And you have to be willing to delay gratification for something you can't even see and understand yet. And that's the hardest part. Because there's a price that you're going to pay. And that price is knowing that time is working on your side, even if you can't see the results just yet. And understand it's a crock pot. It's not a microwave, like I always say. So just put it in there. Let it marinate. Let it simmer. Put your head down. Keep enjoying the process. And... Just know if you keep stringing together enough positive, productive habits, rituals, and routines, these ordinary events you're stacking on each other day after day after day, they're going to lead to some extraordinary results down the line. Now, I can't promise you when it will happen, but I know if you wake up every day and you put everything into it, it will happen for sure. And the other thing I can assure you is if you quit and you give up and you take huge layoffs, it might never happen. And more than likely, it never will happen. So just know you don't have to look for a magic moment. You don't look for the get rich quick stuff. You don't look for the six pack abs in six minutes. You don't look for the build 20 pounds of muscle in two weeks. You just look for the ordinary things you can control day after day after day to reach the extraordinary results you want six months, six years, 16 years from now. But if you enjoy the process to get there every single day, you've already won. And then when the goals do start to happen, you just become happier and more badass along the way. At least it's been my experience. I think you guys will find it the same. So if you guys have questions on the 30 for 30 challenge that we have coming out, Jeremy Scott Fitness dot com slash 30 dash 30 dash challenge that's on there i'm happy to give you guys a podcast discount code if you want to jump in march the 7th is when we kick off we are on day 22 from kicking off from there right now and if you guys have questions on any of the podcast sponsors athletic greens beam dry farms kettle and fire j lab you name it hit me up 
They're all in the show notes. And if you guys have requests for the podcast, send them our way as well. If you're watching on YouTube, as always, thank you guys. And uh, again, if you guys dig the podcast, drop a review on Apple and Spotify. We'd appreciate it. Share it with a friend or family member you think it can help. And obviously, when you guys reshare this on Instagram and Facebook, we're happy to reshare it and tag you as well. We appreciate you, as always, for listening. And if you need something, just holler at us. But until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.